And I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends. Welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me, dude. What a time to be alive, okay? It's very exciting stuff. Um, this week, i got to say, I'm, I'm quite excited about this episode. I don't want to speak out of school, but on the weekend, I partied like I played for the Cronulla Sharks in the 1980s, okay? I don't want to give anything away, but I was on a, I was on a boat. It's very, it's very well known that there's no rules on boats. Pretty sure you can, le- like, legally, you can commit whatever crime you want on a boat, and the cops, they can surround you, but they can't stop you. Okay, so they've just got to stand 15 meters away and watch you absolutely send it. And then, you know, if they want to chase you to freaking Papua New Guinea, that's on them, dude. That's on them. So I got some exciting yarns coming up. I'm wearing my Morat shirt, so that's always a, that's always a vibe. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm feeling fantastic. My hair today, I nailed it. Do you know what it, what it is? It's because I washed it yesterday in anticipation of today. That's the key, okay? It only took me 111 episodes to work out. Um, if, if I wash it on the day of the pod, too fluffy. Very voluminous and um, maybe even impressive, the volume I'm able to capture with a bit of Schwarzkopf, um, whatever it is. But, uh, but, but probably too puffy. And, you know, I'm trying to tell, tell cool stories. It's like, really, this, this feathery fuck did that? I can feel it. I can feel you guys thinking that. And that's okay, okay, because I appreciate the honesty as much as you do. And then sometimes I go, oh, let me not wash it. And then it's like, i am washed it for like four days. I look like a goddamn grease ball on here. You know, it's like, oh, God, I wouldn't trust this slick fuck. You know, what's he got? Half a thing of petroleum in his hair? Yeah, I wouldn't trust me either, okay? Bring your car in. I'll screw you over. You know, routine service, that'll be two and a half grand. Okay. No, it's okay. This mechanic's been in my family for three generations. So apparently that makes it okay to treat people poorly. Okay. Now, sorry about that. We all know I have a problem with mechanics, but washed their hair yesterday. Second day. Fuck yeah, dude. Look at this. I'd like truly, and this comes from the heart, do not care how this pod goes because I look fantastic. And that's all it's been about. That's all it will continue to be about. And um, until I, until radio, the radio industry wakes up and sends 300K my way, um, that, that's going to be the game plan. My game plan in my career is to just have hair that is so fantastic, the industry cannot deny me. You know, you really want Grant Denyer hosting Family Feud with that freaking little mohawk? It's like, it's like, Grant, just because you're as tall as a kid in year four doesn't mean you have to get a haircut like one, you know? You look like the freaking, the kid, Grant Daniel looks, with his little spiked up hair, he looks like the kid in year four who says, who always says, oh, I have to play striker. I have to play striker, no matter what, you know? Oh, I can't play in backs, I'm a striker. Grant Daniel looks like the sort of kid who would say, my favorite player is Cristiano Ronaldo. It's like, cool, cool, Derek, real inventive, you know? Grant Daniel looks like <laughs> Grant Daniel looks like the kid that was Grant Daniel was definitely the kid that was in drama school, but also like slyly rooted all the birds, and then he was real smug about it, and that's when he used to cop those beatings. I'm only assuming he got beat up in high school. 
He's got that. Yeah, he's a very smug young man. Um, but yeah, if you're not familiar with Grant Tanya, he's the former host of Family Feud. So, bit of context there. But uh, <laughs> what was I talking about? Oh yeah, my hair, dude, fantastic, eh? Anyway, um, dude, I was thinking about um trying to actually speaking of the radio industry. I saw this this chick who has a podcast followed me the other day. I looked on her podcast aru, and uh, you know I didn't I didn't listen to it, but I'm sure it's great. And uh, and and her podcast is produced by Nova Entertainment. And a a few of my comedic friends have podcasts, you know, produced by uh, Podcast One or some of these podcast companies, or um, you know, Southern oh, I think Southern Cross Austero is Podcast One. I don't really know how it works, but I was thinking, well doesn't take a genius to work this out i should get my podcast produced by a big company or oh, spotify was the one i was looking for um but then i was thinking fuck like all of these podcasts have kind of like a cool hook or like um you know like an idea behind them and uh mine does not and i realized that's a huge a huge flaw if i was to pitch this you know like a lot of them are like uh you know we talk about his medieval history you know, or like uh, we talk about, um, you know, a lot of uh, podcasts are like we talk about uh, we talk about how we're 28, but we can't get our shit together. What? <laughs> dude. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> I've set myself off. I apologize for the next minute and a half. People who are 28 to 35 doing this whole thing like, I don't know how to adult, you know, oh, I'm 32, but I don't know how to pay my taxes. You know, like this whole thing of like uh, the, the, this hack joke where people are like, so I'm 29 and I, I live, I, I make 40 grand a year. My younger brother just bought his second investment property. I bet my parents are proud of me, you know, or this like, uh, this like hot mess thing. Like I'm 31 and I can't get it together. I'm such a mess. Ah, it's like, I don't, I don't know. And guys and girls are equally, I'm not, I'm not bashing, I'm not bashing one gender here. Dude, I subscribe to all 32 genders and every one of them is guilty of this, okay? This whole thing, comedians are top of the pile as well. I'm freaking, this is friendly fire, dude. This whole thing where like 29-year-olds in cut-off jeans are like, oh my God, like I just, I can't get my shit together. Oh well, I'm crazy. It's like, are you crazy or are you unsuccessful? You know? I think when you're like 23 living in a share house, that's crazy. You know, oh, I drink five nights a week. Like, you know, I get blind every night, whatever. You know, I'm a struggling comedian at 24, you know, whatever you're doing. But dude, people who are like 31 and are like, oh, dude, this is crazy. I still work in a cafe. Oh, well, it's like, I think you're just a loser, you know, how to adults, you know, it's like (laughs) Jake's 34, but still doesn't know how to fold his own washing. Come and hear all about it at the factory theater. It's like, I think I'll just fucking pay 30 bucks for some cunt who's got his head on. Hey, you know, act your age. Act your goddamn age. <laughs> but anyway, that whole thing. And then, yeah. But then it goes both ways because I know some 22-year-olds who get a girlfriend and a freaking and buy a one-bedroom apartment with the help of their parents and they act like they're 34, you know? start freaking smoking meats and shit so it goes both ways act your age is what i'm saying act your goddamn age 
But anyway, um, should sort of crack into this thing. Eight minutes in. Um, I'd like to think that not a single second of that will make the final edit. So we'll see how we go. But what have we got on the agenda for today? Firstly, I've got a, a, just a couple of little little um, sort of uh, tidbits, if you will. Um, appetizers, appetizos, as the Italians say. Um, or just a, just a cheese platter, if Jenny Darcy's catering. But uh, just, a, just a little uh, a treat of what's to come. I've got a, a three little um, anecdotes I'd like to share. Um, so firstly, uh, they're just from gigs I've had recently. Dude, comedy gigs always just provide a bit of fucking... Oh, I just forgot one thing. Oh, I can't believe I almost forgot this. Okay, this is actually pretty funny. Oh, thank God. Thank God to the Lord above. Okay. Last week, I talked about how chicks who get OnlyFans made of them uh, or fake Instagram accounts with like, uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans um, should stop bitching and should just fucking just cop it. Well, 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 well. Some some absolute lord out there has made two fake Instagram accounts of me in retaliation, and I gotta say it's pretty fucking funny. It's like it, it's like a OnlyFans Billy Darcy on Instagram. I don't know if it's still up. Go give it a look. Um, and it's just like pictures of me playing soccer, and then it says like subscribe for sexy pics, and it says like OnlyFans.Kazakhstan.Porn, and there's like three of them up now. So. Dude, if anyone, you know, this weekend, let's say it rains and you want to treat yourself to some erotica, um, yeah, go ahead and subscribe to, to that OnlyFans. Um, and yeah, so there's there's a few, there's Naked Billy Darcy. I think there's like Billy Darcy Topless. They're all Instagram accounts you can and should um, sort of treat yourself to. Um, 12 bucks a month to fucking, to have all your dreams come true. I don't know what, I don't know how the deal could be better. I honestly don't know how the deal could be better. Okay, so I, f- I f- meant to mention that up the top, but I yeah, I now have so <laughs> some guy has gone, well, Bill, you want to talk shit? Have some of this. And I got to say, it's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> oh, so good, dude. So good. And it just goes to show, I had three fake OnlyFans accounts made of me on Saturday, and I had a huge Friday night as well. So, you know, like I'm on the couch watching the Mandalorian like shaking and then you get this shit you're like Jesus Christ it actually picked me up I started laughing and you know what guys further to my point from last week uh, regarding fake Instagram accounts I had three made of me over the weekend and miraculous miraculously by the skin of my teeth um, you know God willing I thought I pay homage to the great man upstairs I am still alive so Girls, it just goes to show if I can do it, you can do it. Um, I didn't put up a four-minute story sort of with a with a fake tear from a Mount Franklin bottle rolling down my eye. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't carry on like the world revolved around me. And I actually did basically nothing. So just goes to show um, you, can, you can do absolutely nothing. I actually actively promoted the pages. So maybe roll with the punches, maybe stop being such a fucking whinging loser. I don't know. Okay. I don't have all the answers, but I'm, I'm just a survivor. This is my truth. Um, I hope I can give strength to, to all the hotties out there who've had this before them. Um, I mean, as if life wasn't hard enough being a super attractive person, um, 
goddamn uh, Russian bots are making fake Instagram pages that are lasting upwards of six hours online. Um, like I said, I so I'll be on 60 Minutes later this week telling my story, and I just thank you guys for getting me through that. Um, I actually, it was such a traumatizing time. I forgot the pages existed and they, they might still be up there. I'm not sure. I'm just so traumatized taking it moment by moment here. Um, but yeah, so that was absolutely hilarious. Whoever did that. Um, and I thank you for it. (laughs) So yeah, that was a bit of fun. Um, and they're probably still up. It was OnlyFans Billy Darcy and Naked Billy Darcy. And there was another one, some, something else. Um, so yeah, get around that and get around me, name of the pod. But so a couple of gig stories this week, last week, comedy is coming back. The home of, of Australian comedy, Melbourne has returned, which is good for the industry. I think I believe Perth was getting a little bit arrogant over there. Um, they were having an awesome time in Perth. My friend Rory Lowe just played a, uh, a thousand seat theater in Perth which is honestly goddamn inspiring. So good on him. Um, but yeah, he's doing theater shows over there. And in, in Melbourne, I'm pretty sure you get hit with a rubber bullet if you try to play for more than 12 people. So, But Melbourne comedy is back, which is exciting. Uh, good for my friends down there. And here we, here we go. Um, so firstly, this week's Strikeout City actually happened at a gig on a weeknight. It's pretty ballsy for me. Um, now... I went into a bowling club in a really affluent area. I thought it was going to be shit. It was just raining incessantly. There's about maybe um, 15 people in the crowd, which sounds shit on paper, but honestly, like, dude, I, I played a fucking 12 people for a living. Like, it's it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, and then, and also, the other thing was, all the staff, this was like their night out because hospo people go out in the middle of the week. So all the crowd was like, I don't want to speak out of school. And I hate to get this blue sort of before the 20 minute mark. The hottest chicks I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Unbelievable. I don't want to speak out of school again. I absolutely crushed. Unbelievable again. I go, this is insane. Now, I've crushed in front of all these hotties. The trick is to stay humble. I did not. Okay. I went straight to the bar. I said, well, girls, take a ticket. Okay. I started handing out. I I had one of those things they have at the deli. You know, it's like D47, now serving D47. I set up a booth for a meet and greet, which was not sanctioned by the pub. Um, and yeah, it was going off. But no, so I was chatting to one of the bartenders who was um, very, very, uh, very friendly. And and I thought, sweet, I'll, I got a glass of red and um, I was chatting away to my mate. I thought, I'll, I'll finish this and I'll take the glass back and I'll ask for her number. Okay. Very classy. Very classy indeed. I'm sitting there. Anyway, next thing I know, she goes, Billy, nice to meet you. I'll see you later. And she's on the phone as well. She's like, I go, oh, you're leaving? And she goes, yeah, I got an early mark. And I go, oh, that's awesome. Catch you later. You know, she was on the phone, so I panicked. I, you know, the phone is like, who's she talking to? Her boyfriend? A bigger guy? Her mum? Is that me on the phone? Is this a fucking Doctor Who episode? What's going on? Okay. And there's no better way to just sort of fucking, if someone's on the phone, it's very hard to sort of gain any sort of conversational traction whatsoever because they got two on the go now and you're the second man in. Who knows what this person on the phone's talking about? 
It could be fucking Joe Rogan on the other end, just blowing her mind with facts. I don't know. Um, so I panicked pretty aggressively. She left. After she left, I regained my composure. I said, well, I, you know, big, big players take big swings. And, you know, just like Russell Crowe and Gladiator, I refused to give up. So I thought this would be a nice touch. I had my set list, which said, you know, like freaking communism, uh, Tinder, I hate myself, I'm the man, and then, you know, something else. It was a fucking bizarre reading on paper. Um, but yeah, so I put my, I said, Billy Darcy, comedian, and then under that I said, fantastic hair, and then under that I put my phone number. And I asked one of the less attractive bartenders to please give it to her on her next shift. Well, it's been five business days, seven in total. I'm yet to hear back. <laughs> oh, I had a good feeling when I handed it over. I, maybe I should have just cut my losses and asked for the less attractive bartender's number. But that would have been insincere because I didn't want it. But anyway, so there you go. Took a chance. Uh, chance. I, don't, I wouldn't say it backfired. I mean, this is... If, if you're going to get rejected, this is the coward's way to do it from the safety of your own home, just never hearing from them again. But yeah, that's this week's Strikeout City. I'm yet to hear back and I have no, I, my hopes are not high at all. But then, yeah, so that was a fun gig. Um, and then, oh, this is just a, a little quick one. Um, there's this magic club in Sydney. They're doing comedy shows there sometimes. Um, I think it's called, ah, uh, fuck, I don't know. Um, but there, yeah, there's a comedy club called The Running Joke uh, in Sydney, and it's at a magic club. And yeah, go check it out; it's really cool. Um, but the magic club, um, the magic club is cool because the guy who runs it is an absolute character. Okay, he's this old school magician, and it's just like old school showbiz. Like the curtain comes up, um, he he lets you smoke in the green room, and he comes up to me during the week, and he goes, uh, he goes, he's introducing me to another bloke. He goes, oh, this is um. He's introduced me to someone in the kitchen. He goes, this is Billy, great comedian. You got to watch him. I go, oh, thanks, man. He goes, this old magician guy, he's got a cigarette in his mouth. He goes, thing with Billy is, mate, he stands up there and he just says whatever he wants like he doesn't give a fuck. And I go, fuck, that's high praise. He goes, he goes, no, seriously, mate, I can see it in your eyes. It's like you've got an eight inch cock and everyone knows it. And I was like, mate, Jesus Christ. And he go and he starts grabbing his dick. He's like, "You're a, you're a warrior up there, mate. You're a warrior on stage." And I'm like, "Fucking hell, dude, this is hilarious." And then he goes, he goes, "No, nah, but seriously, mate, I'll tell you how to make your dick look really big on stage if you want." And I was like, "Oh, I didn't ask." And now I'm thinking, now I'm thinking, this guy's watching me do comedy, and all he's thinking is, "This guy's got the smallest package I've ever seen." You know, I've, now I've rattled because um they have like cabaret shows at this magic thing and um. And gay strip shows and that. It says they do a lot of hens parties. So he then graphically told me um, how gay strippers make their dick look bigger. It's actually it's um it's 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 quite blue for the pod, but um but it's easier than you'd think. DM me for the secrets. Um, <laughs> um, if, if there's any male strippers who listen to this pod, I could dead set save your career, dude. But yeah, so that guy's an absolute character. And then last night. Final little tidbit. Um, now, I don't want to speak out of school. Got a little bit high before um, before my gig last night. Yeah, and, you know, getting high before a gig, sometimes... Now, now not too high, okay? I don't want to... 
but just a little bit, you know, just a little bit, just as a bit of a treat, glass of red and a, and a you know, a little bit of a joint. And especially if you're working out new, newer jokes and, you know, it's an unpaid spot or whatever, um, you can still, you know, it, sometimes it just helps you freaking slow down, maybe find a new angle, something like that. So it can be good. And usually, like, I rarely do it, but, you know, when I do it, usually, you know, usually it's great, to be honest. Um, last night, I got to say, big old bomb. Now, what happened was, I went up there and I started my opening joke and in the setup, the guy goes, yeah, we remember. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah, I fucking remember. And I go, and now I'm thinking, the joke's about me working at Westfield. I go, I'm pretty high. I go, fuck, this guy must have worked at Westfield. He knows who I am. He must have worked there as well. And then I was like, "Do you? did you work at Westfield? And he was like, no. And he was joking, but he spooked me. And now I'm freaking out. And now I'm like, oh, but how did you know? And he's like, mate, I was joking. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. I was like, oh, you're a... And then I, I was like, fuck, I got to get on the front foot. I was like, yeah, you're a, you're a piece of shit, mate. Beat it. And then he was like, oh, yeah? And I was like, yeah. I haven't even told a joke yet. And I'm high and it's just the wheels are off. This guy's in my head. This guy's living rent-free in my head at this point. Spooked the fuck out of me, dude. This guy was like... I'm... And then I was like, oh, no, you're all right, mate. I go, mate, do you like retail? And then I sort of got on track a little bit more. And then um, and then this guy walked through straight to the front row. And I got heck I got like, not heckled, I wouldn't say, but like interrupted a few times. And um, oof, bumpy ride for the big chief, okay? Everyone who interrupted me, it was like they were standing behind me. I was like, who said that? And they, and they were like, it was me. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like, not good. Not good at all. That I got off to the worst start possible. And then it was just like, Dig up, Bill. Dig up. And everyone was... I was scared. I was rattled. Um, and it was just... It was just... Uh, it was just shit house, really. Um, but yeah, so I learned my lesson. Freaking... If you're going to go up high, switch on for the first fucking 30 seconds because... Oh, that was the other thing. Um, when the guy was bullying me, um, I came... I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. I was like, oh, I smoked a bit of weed before this. This is not the start I was hoping for. Hoping that would garner, you know, a bit of sympathy from the crowd um it did not um they actually disliked me even more so man the wheels came off about seven seconds in and they barely got back on the tracks i had my moments up there but um but yeah it was it was tough it was a rough one but anyway how are we going here what what's the bloody time all right you fucking fix up this thing okay so few little yarns there and some other stuff not sure what i was talking about at the start to be honest but i gotta say i had a huge weekend okay so let's crack into this um probably should have started with this it's much better than all that other shit i was saying before um and yeah i'll be yeah i really should have just started the podcast from here but anyway um the first 23 minutes whatever dude this is the start of the podcast okay so, I had my end-of-season soccer day on Saturday. Huge, okay? Now, obviously, we ran ninth, and um, we were also probably played in the worst spirit in the comp, and we were disliked by the other teams. But, we still had four grand in the kitty, so, you know, got to have a crack. Got to have a fucking crack. So, here we come. Uh, we hired a catamaran, a boat, if you will, 
And uh, let me tell you, the conditions were not ripe for boating. It's about, there's about freaking 50, I don't know, I don't know what a knot is, but there's fucking heaps of knots in the wind. Like, just fucking, if, if this wind was headphones, you would just, you'd be like, fuck this, I'm buying a new pair. That's how many knots were in the wind. Like, must, must have been 50 knot winds or something. Or it's not speed. Ugh, I don't really know what a knot is. But, dude, there was fucking heaps of knots in the wind. Um, just raucous winds. Looks like, like, freaking Mordor is about to invade, like, huge storm. We're watching the ferry, which is about 20 times bigger than the boat we're on. And the ferry, it's like fucking deadliest catch out there in the harbour. It's going... And then, bam, and then you don't see it for, like, five minutes, and then it comes back up. And we're thinking, fucking hell, dude, like, this is not the casual cruise around the harbour we were hoping for. Okay? Um, absolutely terrifying. So we just go, fuck, we better get... We better drink more. So we're, we're getting hammered, waiting for this boat to rock up. Um... One of the lads, we, great attendance. We have like 23 out of 24 people come. The only bloke who didn't come was um, because uh, it, we have topless waitresses on this boat meeting us and his girlfriend found out and said he's not allowed to. And I'm not going to lie, it did affect the morale of the group. You know, because it's just like, ah, oh, I wish he was here. Um, but yeah, we, we blow past that. Um, and it's fucking stormy. And it's like, it's like, do you know what? We're all going to probably drown. But we're going to go out. At least we'll be on the news. You know, like a whole soccer team drowns. You're getting on the news. If I just drown by myself in the middle of the harbour, I mean, I might get on like ABC 10pm report. But, you know, I want Channel 9 prime time when I go. So, we get on this boat. And i got to say, we partied like we were the goddamn Cronulla Sharks in the 80s. Okay? Fucking hell. We get up. Um, the boat rocks up. The captain is about... 73 years old and he had a look in his eyes that said you don't even want to fucking know what i did in the 80s dude like he was the sort of old guy he was like he was 73 but i reckon he could have run the 100 meters in 12 seconds he was limber he was supple you know saw him touch his toes once unprompted um and he just was a cool cat you know you know just didn't really say much but his eyes said everything his eyes said i've seen more fucking horrific shit on bucks parties then you've had hot dinners. And I respected him greatly. Now, the other person working on the boat was a German 22-year-old bloke who, I don't want to speak out of school, was a fucking melt, okay? He was like, uh, he was just like all about the rules. He was like, oh, don't stand on the seats, you know? Stop stop freaking stealing my hat, you know? Oh, oh, don't, don't freaking jump on the roof. It's like, mate, you're on a work visa. Fucking chill out, you know? The old bloke doesn't give a fuck. So what, what's your problem? But dude, I tell you what, even getting on the boat was honestly dangerous. Like the sea was going that much. And as you stepped on, like the boat would go like a meter away. Then it would come back. You got this German guy going, jump. Uh, I, don't, I, can't, I can't do German, but he's going, jump, jump. And you're like, and I've had like 10 beers. I'm like, fuck, I'm going in the drink here, eh? And you're also holding like your beers for the day. So I've got a case and I'm trying to get on this boat and it's moving around everywhere and this German guy's got a shit attitude, and I was fucking starting to panic, to be honest. Um, but yeah, so we were off, and thank God, this old guy just—he—he's got a—he's got a calm head. We did not go into the harbour. We just parked up at a at a local beach, like a local cove, completely sheltered from the wind. Um, and yeah, it was unreal. Let me tell you, moving on a boat is overrated. Who are these people who are like, yeah, let's fucking 
let's go on a boat. It's like, yeah, let's go on a boat. But let's go on a boat for about three minutes. Then let's put the anchor down and then let's just stay on the boat. What is this? I don't have to go anywhere. You know, the anchor's down. We're on the water. This is it. This is all it is. Why do we have to fucking zoom, zoom, like going up these fucking waves and you're, you're falling over and your missus is overboard and you're like, fuck, I was going to break up with her anyway. Maybe we just keep going. She'll get the message. Um, but yeah, so I got to say, just drop an anchor. Wow. Loved it. Now, uh, as I alluded to earlier, we had two topless waitresses, um, that came with the boat, sort of a package deal, if you will. Um, absolutely fantastic. Now, you never know what's going to happen with topless waitresses, whether they're going to, you know, some of them, they'll literally just, we thought they were just going to sort of walk around, uh, topless and, and hand us drinks. Okay. But at the same time, it's not a very regulated industry. So you never know, you know, sometimes you get a real jackrabbit who absolutely goes for it. And I will say to call these particular girls, there was two of them. Um, I, yeah, I've, I can't remember their names, but then I was just thinking they were fake names anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, but Tinsel 1 and Tinsel 2, dude, I tell you what, to call these girls topless waitresses would be a gross misjustice. Very talented young women, okay? One of the blokes had been um, hitting a THC pen before the boat, and he was fucking, he was high off his tree, and these girls burst out of the fucking bedroom or bathroom or whatever, the change room. My God. It was like, uh, it was like uh, the, the typhoon, the Tasmanian typhoon devil came out. That was what it felt like. One of them, they both got huge fake tits. One of them grabs this 18-year-old kid who's high, throws him on the table, just mounts him and starts like freaking dry humping the shit out of this kid. We're all like, what the fuck? This is not as advertised and we are quietly pleased, okay? These chicks were absolute freaks, dude. I'm not going to go into some of the specifics, but God damn it. Wow. They absolutely went for it, these birds. Um, it was an impressive effort. You could tell they were passionate about what they did. Um, and just a bloody great vibe. You know, they were... And, and I gotta say, they were fucking phenomenal. You know, I've been on a... I've been on a boat before where, like, the chick's, like... She was, like, 38, like... And it was just... And she wasn't even that friendly. And she would just be like, do you want to CC and dry? And it's like, I want you to fucking crack a smile. That's what I want. Um, but, yeah, these chicks were great, dude. Um... And yeah, the whole vibe changed. The captain, the captain was like, lads, go absolutely nuts. He was loving it. Um, I tried to get one of the strippers to motorboat the captain. Um, but she pointed out quite fairly that he may have had a heart attack. Um, I mean, I think after, after 70, I think you can't just motorboat a, a set of fake tits without a doctor present. You know, you never know what's going to happen. The poor bloke's ticker is going to explode. So, um, the German 22 year old was still being a punk bitch. I got to say. But then we had a moment that brought us together, me and the German guy. I said, the tunes were, I said, somebody get that, that zombie cover by Miley Cyrus. Dude, Miley Cyrus released a cover of Zombie by the Cranberries and it fucking rips, dude. And uh, this German guy was like, I love that song. And I was like, yay. And then he kind of loosened up after that. So that was exciting. Um, but yeah, like I said, um, topless waitresses. No, no, no. We had genuine grippers on board. And the thing with grippers is they're not for everyone. And I can respect that. Okay. I'm a single man. You know, I've got great hair. I've got no worries. Okay. I've got no worries. I'm on a boat. You know, I'm not even on land. Like even if we were on land, I wouldn't be stressed. But now you want to put me on water? No, I'm not stressed. Okay. I'm not stressed about anything. 
couple of the younger blokes who had girlfriends were kind of a bit, oh, not sure about this. Stacy's gonna kill me. Um, one of the one of the strippers said hi to one of the one of the eighteen year old kids, and he literally goes, "I have a girlfriend," and he ran to the front of the boat. He physically ran away, <laughs> like she was gonna put him in a headlock or something. Dude, it was un- it was unreal. Um, now I will say, Pelican of the Week. This is um. And, and the, the key, I will say this, this is, a, this is a public service announcement at this point. The key, uh, if you find yourself on a boat with, you know, maybe like 20 blokes and like two or three strippers or topless waitresses or whatever, this is the key. And this is words to live by. The key to a good time for everyone is high rotation, okay? If you're chatting to the stripper for a bit and, and you know, you're having a laugh, five, 10 minutes, whatever, move on, okay? You're probably... You know, just because she's laughing doesn't mean she's actually fucking enjoying your band. You know, you're off your tree on a boat. Who knows what you're saying? Okay, move on. That way, she doesn't get bored. She doesn't get stuck with some pelican, you know, some young comedian who keeps saying he's got the best hair and the best podcast in the world. She doesn't want to listen to that for the next half an hour. You know, high rotations, you know, subbing in, subbing out. Go, go to the back of the boat. Chat to some of the lads. Chat to the captain. He's got some weird stories from the 80s, you know leave the strippers alone you know don't don't harass them too much just five minutes how you going have a laugh you know move on okay that's the key high rotation that way that way all the lads you know get get a bit of time in the sun with fucking tinsel and it's great okay unfortunately a couple of a few of the lads were just following these strippers around like absolute bad smells it was borderline embarrassing um and one of the lads my god this is pelican of the week this is the weirdest thing i've i've probably seen in 2020 um dude this chick one of the strippers is leaning over him and uh massive massive tits and um she's leaning over him and she's like call me mummy and this guy's on his knees and he's like he's like feed me milk mummy feed me mummy give me your milk mummy and we're all just like what the fuck dude what the no none of this i'm not i'm not in for this like what is and the stripper's just laughing her head off. She's like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm right behind the bloke. I go, I tap him on the shoulder. I go, Blake, mate, fucking tighten up. Dead set. What's that? What the fuck is that about? And he's like, oh, no, she told me to say it. I'm like, mate, you need to fucking switch on. Like, come on. Come on. We might be on water, but still. I mean, that's... Even if we were underground, I don't think you can do that, you know? And I was like, mate, stop being a fucking... Jesus Christ. It was the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, so yeah, we get back to land and, um, we had, we had such a fun time. I gotta say, it's probably the best, um, best three hours of my goddamn life. I gotta say it's, it's, it's days like that that make me wish I had a Patreon. Um, because Jesus Christ, the, the, the story I just told was an iceberg. Okay. You saw the iceberg above the ocean, but 99% of what happened on that boat was far too blue for this pod and I won't be going into it, but, but my God, dude, Wow. What an afternoon. What a goddamn afternoon. Um, so yeah, we, we get back to the, get back to land. A couple of high fives for, for Tinsel 1 and Tinsel 2. They're handing out their cards left and right. Um, so I dare say a few of the boys will be sort of um, investing in them over the Christmas period. Um, hopefully the guy who was fucking... The, the guy who was saying, feed me milk, mummy, has probably already booked them in for three separate functions and I won't be going to any of them um but <laughs> he's a legend he had a slip up um but yeah so we get back to land i tell we're absolutely out to lunch 25 
belligerently drunk blokes. I mean, we're getting in nowhere. So, as captain, I take the lead. I say, lads, we're going to get into this pub, but in groups of four or five, um, the first group that goes up is just all not let in. It's a disaster. I said, right, everyone back to the lad pad. We're having the greatest kick-ons of all time. Unreal kick-ons. Like, everyone was up to, like, freaking, God, those 5 a.m. or something. We had, like, maybe 40 people over. Um, one of the blokes got an Uber to my place. He went into the family's house next door with a case and was like, hey, and they're all fucking watching Home Alone 2 in there. And my mate fucking Barney's in, the, in there going, hey, let's get pissed. Mate, it was absolutely hilarious, dude. Absolute scenes of the kick-ons. Um, and and the, mate, the best thing about kick-ons these days is the front door is like a freaking, a guess who of legends. You know, you never know who's going to pop up. Macca came in at like 2 a.m. It was great. My mate Gillis came over. Oh, mate, absolute scenes, dude. We had some great sing-alongs. Um, and it was just awesome. Just fucking awesome. I got to say, greatest circuit um, of my goddamn life. Or like top five, hey. Top ten. I'm going to have to have a think about it. But fuck, right up there. Right up there. Um, so fun. Now, I hope that story was good. I left a lot of it out um, for obvious reasons. But I hope it was still um, entertaining nonetheless. Um, if you ever run into me at a local pub or bar, um, feel free. I will tell you the whole story. All right. One thing to finish, guys. I have a submission for Pelican of the Week. That I'm just going to read briefly. Um, I will say I was just... Just a little side note. Um, I was hoping for a lot more um, content from that SAS Australia show with Jackson Warren on it. Um, turns out it's like not that funny of a show. It's like actually quite serious. Like the SAS guys are like, they they like take it for real. You know, I thought it'd be way more banterous, hilarious shit would be happening, but um, it's not really a fun show. So little bit disappointed in that um but but still i don't know here we go so i've got a um i've got a submission in from uh from some bloke who wishes to remain nameless so he says hey bill um now i'm just paraphrasing this bit at the stage he says hey bill um you're my favorite comedian um you changed my life With, without you who knows what would have happened to me but but the the only thing keeping me going is your podcast now, what he actually said was, Bill, I've got a submission for Pelican of the Week, but I'm just reading between the lines, okay? So, here we go. After a long night at the pub, the boys went back to the beach car park for a couple more beers. Now, immediately I'm picturing a coastal town. Maybe Southwest Rocks, Crescent Head. I'm not sure, but if you're in a beach car park, um, yeah, that's speaking volumes about sort of, I'm picturing a lot of, uh, a lot of blonde streaks and a lot of neck tattoos. So, uh, a couple more beers, got around to 2am, quite impressive effort, 2am, I've stayed up to 2am um, twice before, and one of the boys who's just started training boxing was hassling one of the younger boys, saying we should get the gloves out and have some fights. Okay, now, here's the thing, I'm pretty sure the first rule of boxing is self-defense only, isn't that the first thing they say when you get to the gym? These blokes who... <laughs> These blokes who start training in a martial art or start boxing and then have six beers and go, sweet, now I finally have the power to bully people the way I truly want to. Um, just absolute pelicans. I mean, this is a real strong submission for Pelican of the Week. It's like, the whole, like you really, you've had two lessons and you want to fucking start throwing haymakers. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. 
I don't know what your ex-girlfriend did, but you should give her a call. It's not worth this. You know, it's like, hey guys, no, I don't care that Kate left. Anyway, um, who wants to fight me at 3am in this beach car park? Like I said, just reiterating, my mental stability is at an all-time high. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude, fucking chill out. It's the guy, the guys who always want to spar. It's like, ugh, I don't want to spar. I've had 14 schooners, you know? Jesus Christ. So anyway, everyone kept telling him to let it go. So he drive. So this guy drives home. I'm imagining. I'm imagining blind. Gets some gloves and comes back. Shock. He starts firing up at the younger bloke again. You know, I'm I'm blown away. He's not. He's not taking on one of the bigger boys. Um, he seems like a real sort of you know honourable man. But uh, then one of the boys, who's a boxer, tried to defuse it and said to the pelican, "How about we just have a little spar?" So we they put on the gloves. Within 30 seconds, the pelican who started this all, wanting to fight everyone, has been knocked out clean and is faced out of the ground. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> this is like a fucking, this is like something out of a Disney movie. You know, I watched Never Back Down last night. I'm into this. Um, and then everyone went over to check on him. There's a huge pool of blood around him. Everyone starts freaking out, thinking he, he split his head open. There's blood everywhere. Dude. Okay, this is actually... This has taken quite a serious turn at this point. Um, Jesus Christ. Anyway, so the fucking blood pouring out all over the concrete. And this is classic coasty behavior. You know, oh, didn't you hear fucking... Yeah, Tomo got killed in the car park last night. Like, this is just... I mean, people die in these coastal towns all the time. Whether it's a great white or a, or a fucking a local hoodlum, you, you don't have long to live. Um, but it took a couple of seconds and a few whiffs and... And the boys realized he wasn't lying in a pool of blood. He was actually, he had actually pissed himself when he got knocked out. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, he's fucking pissed himself. Oh, God. His jeans and shirt are dredged with enough piss to feed Bear Grylls on a desert adventure. Oh, fucking have some of that, dude. Hey, that is street justice, son. And you are the Pelican of the Week. That is hilarious. That is fucking hilarious, dude. And then, and then the next day, um, they changed his name in the group chat to Puddles. Isn't that just the cherry on top? Oh, dude, that's fucking hilarious. Started the fight, drove home blind to get the gloves because he was so keen to fight. Ends up face down on the ground, covered in his own piss. If that's not Pelican of the Week, dude, I don't know what is. My God, thank you for the submission. Um... As always, if anyone would like to submit anything for Pelican of the Week, feel free. Um, that was a good one. I mean, that was instant karma. Um, I mean, it just goes to show, just because you've had two lessons, um, you know, it's like Qui-Gon Jinn said in Star Wars. There's always a bigger fish, okay? Just because you've had two lessons, maybe make sure the bloke you're picking on hasn't had three. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that is hilarious. And uh, if anyone would like to send anything in for Pelican of the Week feel free. If anyone would like to send in any ideas whatsoever, feel feel free. Um, I've had a couple of people send in the differences between day drinking and night drinking. I have been meaning to do it. Um, I just haven't got around to it. Um, and if anyone, I'm going to do a best of 2020 episode. If anyone has anything they'd like to be included in that um, from throughout the year, that'll be good. Um, and also just to wrap up, um, I am inches away from locking in a sydney show for december 
So keep your eyes peeled for that. I've had a very hard time trying to find a venue um, during these weird times, but I'm I'm this close to a couple of beautiful Sydney shows as a little pre-Christmas treat for Billy D. Um, so keep an eye out for those. And also, as always, if you'd like to tag a friend in a Facebook stand-up comedy video, always appreciated. But uh, tell you what, dude, thanks for listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now, I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up, yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's telling me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.